Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. I want to where's the emergency? Uh, it's it's at thirty one oh six. Um, Telford. It's in Daltona. Yeah. What's the problem? Uh, I think it's a murder. So that is a coworker who worked at a Burger King with the people that lived at that home he was just talking about in Deltona. So when his co-workers didn't show up for work, he went to the home and found the door kicked in, the deadbolt broken, and a 13-inch shoe print outside. Now, it's believed most of the victims inside the home, yes, victims, plural, were asleep when four men dressed in black broke in. In all, six people were murdered with bats and knives, and a small dog was stomped to death, a little wiener dog, during the rampage. So sad. My daughter told me she wants to get a wiener dog and name it Pierre. Makes me sad. Well, the Deltona Massacre, commonly known as the Xbox Murders, took place 16 years ago this past August, and it's considered the worst mass murder in Volusia County history. And I finally asked the police officer, I said, is there someone in the house dead? And the police officer, she said, yes. And I said, how many? And she hesitated and she looked at me and she goes, five or more. So that is Kay Shuckwit. She's the mother of one of the victims. Her name was Michelle Nathan. Kay was speaking with Investigation Discovery about the Deltona murders. There were six people that were brutally murdered in all, and when police arrived on the scene, they couldn't believe their eyes. This is the most brutal case I've ever seen, bar none. Uh, I've seen some, you know, I've been in law enforcement for 43 years, and I've seen some pretty bad crime scenes, but nothing compares to this one. Nothing. Four men and two women were killed so violently that blood splattered on every wall in almost every room of this one-story house. The killings were carried out by four men, as I said, and they were led by one man, Troy Victorino. This guy is 6'6". He is very tall and very persuasive. He's a gang leader. And by the way... He was on probation for savagely beating a man with a walking stick eight years earlier, and he violated his probation by beating up somebody else and should have been put back behind bars, but his parole officer dragged his feet and didn't submit the proper paperwork to get a warrant for his arrest until August 6th, the day of the murders. How does that make you feel? Kind of um, nauseous? Oh, my God. The Volusia County Sheriff at the time, Ben Johnson, still vividly remembers the start of that morbid day. He learned about the bodies inside the house in Telford. He says, quote, I was at home getting ready to go to work, and my chief deputy, Bill Lee, called me up and said, we've got a very bad event. And he says when he got to the scene, he watched a video taken by one of the detectives who had pointed the camera at every area of the house where there was an abundance of blood, and it shook the sheriff who then had to describe the crimes to a bunch of reporters who had showed up at the scene. That's the day you never forget, he said, and most law enforcement officers never, never deal with such a large tragedy. Six people. That's a lot of bodies and a lot of blood. The victims, Aaron Bellinger, 22 years old, 
Francisco Flacco Ayo Ramon, who was 30. 19-year-old Michelle Nathan, you just heard her mom, Kay. Anthony Vega, he was 34. Roberto Tito Gonzalez, 28. And 17-year-old Jonathan Gleason. Bellinger and Ayo Ramon were boyfriend and girlfriend, as were Nathan and Vega. And both couples lived in the Telford house. And Gonzalez and Gleason were staying that night so they could get up early and go to work the next day. They were construction workers. But as I said before, most of them worked at the Burger King on El Cam Boulevard, about two miles away. And when they didn't show up, their co-worker went to the house and discovered the murder scene. So apparently the four men dressed in black burst into the one place where you should feel safe, your home. You know, when you're home in bed sleeping and all of a sudden, bam, someone's beating on you with an aluminum baseball bat. So Victorino was from Queens, New York. He had moved to Deltona in 1987. And at the age of nine, he went to a psychiatric facility and was diagnosed as a manic depressive. His attorney also said he was sexually abused from the age of two. Also, it was revealed at trial, and we've talked about this before with serial killers, Sometimes they get a blow to the head, and it was revealed that Victorino did have a frontal lobe injury. Whether or not this contributed to him being such a brazen, cold-blooded murderer, we really don't know. So we know Victorino likes to beat people up, but what was the motive to kill six people in this one house in Deltona? Well, he had just been released from prison, and apparently he was squatting at the home of the grandparents of one of the victims. Remember 22-year-old Aaron Bellinger? She was a new Daltona resident. She had moved with her boyfriend from Massachusetts. She was looking to find a better economic opportunity, warmer climate. I'm from Michigan, and I can tell you, oh, the winters in Michigan suck. So Florida's great if you're from the north. Her grandparents lived on Providence Boulevard, and that was located about four miles west of Bellinger's home that was on Telford, the murder house, the scene of the home invasion. And her grandparents lived part of the year in Maine. So that house was vacant during the summer. At least it was supposed to be. Bellinger was the caretaker of that house while her grandparents were away. One day she noticed some belongings in the breezeway of the home. It appeared squatters had broken into the house and made it their home. She called the Volusia County Sheriff's Office and deputies told her go ahead and box everything up and that she could do whatever she wanted to do with the items. Now, some of those belongings were Victorinos, so she may have thrown some of them out or given them away, and that infuriated Victorino, who had just gotten out of jail after posting bail on a recent battery charge. So he had no place to stay, lost all of his stuff, including an Xbox game console. Aha, so that's why the Deltona Massacre is commonly known as the Xbox Murders. Prosecutor said that Victorino was incensed because Bellinger disrespected him and he decided to exact some revenge. I mean, he was an intimidating force in and around Deltona. He used bullying tactics to get what he wanted or he just beat you up. And he managed to convince three impressionable young men to participate in this bloodbath. In fact, they were inspired by the film Wonderland, which depicted the actual 1981 home invasion mass murder in the Laurel Canyon section of Los Angeles. Victorino convinced 
three other guys. Jerome Hunter, Michael Salas, and Robert Cannon. Salas and Cannon were 18 years old at the time of the attack, and Victorino was 26. And it turns out Jerome Hunter and Victorino were squatters at Bellinger's grandparents' house, and she threw their shit out. Well, Victorino forced Hunter into the murders. He felt he'd been disrespected, as I said. And reportedly, according to testimony, a week before the murders, Victorino was outside of Bellinger's home threatening her. And that's right about the same time that he was arrested for the assault on another person. And the parole officer didn't get the paperwork filed in time to get him behind bars before he could kill six more people. So once Victorino drafted Hunter, Cannon, and Salas to help him with the murders, they went to a Walmart in New Smyrna Beach. And surveillance video shows that they purchased some aluminum bats. And from there, they drove to the house on Telford and forcibly entered through the front door. This was in the middle of the night. And Victorino and Hunter carried out most of the brutality. Hunter killed Nathan after he found her hiding under some laundry inside one of the closets. Can you imagine? She was terrified. This was according to trial testimony. And she pled for her life, but Hunter savagely beat her with the bat and then killed her with a knife. Victorino found Bellinger the one that had thrown away all of his shit in the master bedroom where he fatally beat her. He beat her so hard in the face that she was unrecognizable and dental records couldn't even be used to identify her. He also stabbed her and then he raped her with the bat after she was dead. The carcass of Bellinger's dog, the Dachshund, was found lying near Bellinger's body. It had been stomped to death. George. The lead prosecutor in the case said that the crime scene photos were straight out of a horror movie. He said you couldn't believe what you were seeing. It was the most horrendous crime scene that he'd ever seen in his 50 years working as an attorney. The killing shocked the Deltona community. The victim's families were, of course, spread across Florida as well as the Northeast. Calls were made to them. The stories made national news. The trial was held in St. Augustine, the oldest city in the country. And it was attended by spectators who never even knew the victims or the suspects. They just wanted to witness it and see for themselves what kind of people would inflict such violence. Apparently, Victorino did have a gun, but he didn't have any bullets for it. So that's why they went and bought the bats. And Victorino apparently told the other three they could swing at their heads to kill them. And Salas had an even better idea. I got a better idea. We could bash them in the face and knock their teeth down their throat. Which is exactly what he did to Aaron Bellinger, who was beaten so badly As they said, not even dental records could identify her. And George the Dachshund was stomped to death. And after the murders, Victorino found his Xbox and left. Welcome to Delta Squad. Hey, are you the Marcus Phoenix? Yep. To destroy the Halo Ring. So during the trial, as I said, it was in St. Augustine. If you've never been to St. Augustine, it is beautiful. St. Augustine is America's oldest city. It was founded in September 1565 by Don Pedro Menendez, Villas of Spain. It's the longest continually inhabited European-founded city in the United States and more commonly known as the nation's oldest city. So they moved the trial from Deltona to St. Augustine. Now, prosecutors say that Troy Victorino drew a map so that the other guys that were with him could find everybody in the house. This thing kind of smacks of the the Clutter family killing. Remember that in Cold Blood? I don't think they drew a map, though. And Victorino's defense was that he was drinking at a bar. And he told us that he was not guilty of the crime, that he didn't do it, 
that he wasn't there and that he had an airtight alibi. But only two people of the alibi witnesses he named would testify for him, and they were kind of shaky. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was with this drinking. And then his attorney argued that somebody stole his boots. Remember I told you there was a size 13 boot print outside the house? He said somebody stole his boots and wore them to the scene. Wow. The prosecutor said the motive for the killings was that Victorino felt dissed. The prosecutor told the jury, and I quote, they disrespected him. It wasn't over an Xbox or a T-shirt. It was a matter of disrespect. Now, when Victorino got out of jail, this is before the murders, for the other beating of the guy with a cane, he found his nest torn and his property taken and wanted revenge. So prosecutors showed the jury graphic photographs of gaping wounds and abdomens, necks, hips, and other parts on the victims. Some jurors looked away. Bill Bellinger, the father of Aaron Bellinger and a resident of Hudson, New Hampshire, and his family left the courtroom to avoid seeing the bloody photos of Bellinger. The graphic nature of the photographs showing stab wounds and severe head injuries had some jurors just nauseated. One might say they were a bit inflammatory. I mean, Aaron Bellinger's own mom, Pamela, said, I don't want to remember her like that, and you can't blame her. I mean, she said, I can't believe they did this to them. It was sick, and I hope the jury will give them the death penalty. So prosecutors also showed the five-minute video of inside the house that the sheriff was shown when he first showed up, including the bodies. And during the video, Hunter stared at the table. Victorino, Mr. Tough Guy, wrote on a piece of paper and looked at a clock on the wall, which is probably what he's doing right now. (laughs) in Florida prison. And Salas rested his chin on his thumb and index finger of his left hand and watched the entire video. That's a pretty sick person. Victorino's defense team of Michael Nielsen and Jeff Dowdy asked jurors to carefully scrutinize Cannon's testimony. Nielsen also asked the jury to weigh Brandon Graham's testimony. Graham was a fifth person that authorities say withdrew from the murder plot and was not charged as being an accomplice to the crime or a principal in the crime. Anthony Cannon fashioned a way out for himself, according to Nielsen, the defense attorney. He cut a deal with the state, and because of that, he is to be viewed carefully. So in his statement, Salas' attorney, Jeffrey Dees, told the jury that although Tanner gave a powerful speech, he was not present when the crimes happened and only knows what witnesses told him. Dees also blamed Victorino for Salas' problems. He said evidence will show that Victorino used his size, power, and anger to intimidate four 18-year-olds to go with him to that house. And evidence will show that Mike Salas is not a killer, that he did not kill anybody, and did not even know the names of the victims. The evidence will just demonstrate in this case that a defendant killed all three individuals, then covered his crime, by discarding the bodies and concealing his wrongdoing. He's the one that's watching all the video there in the courtroom, like admiring his work. Dee's statements prompted Victorino's attorneys to renew their motion to sever the trial, which makes it a lot easier. When you're all lumped together, it makes it even more inflammatory. But the circuit judge, William Parson, denied it. Hunter's attorneys, Ed Mills and Frank Bankowitz, made no opening statements. They just let it ride. Also testifying were Christopher Carroll, the Orlando painting subcontractor who discovered the body. So I have to correct myself. I thought on that 911 call in the beginning, that was Christopher Carroll. 
he was a co-worker. He was a co-worker of the subcontractors, the painters, who were killed in the house that didn't show up for work early in the morning. I thought it was somebody from Burger King. No, it was the subcontractor who discovered the bodies. Volusia County Deputy Anthony Crane was the first to enter the house, and Florida Department of Law Enforcement Stacy Colton, who collected evidence from the murder house. The 12 jurors were selected after a six-day search for an impartial jury, and they included a medical assistant, who would understand all the blood, two elementary school teachers, a pest control technician, a salesman, a web page designer, an internal revenue service budget analyst, a toll collector, an insurance agent, and there was only one black juror. But this really wasn't a case about race. Now, Victorino was convicted of six counts of premeditated first-degree murder, obstruction, abuse of a human corpse, torture to animals because he stomped to death George, two counts of arson, nine counts of grand theft, three counts of burglary, and one count of aggravated battery, which was committed before the murders on August 3rd, 2004. That's the one for which he should have had his parole violated. Well, Salas was found guilty of all six murders as well, abuse of a dead body and cruelty to an animal. Hunter, at the age of 18, was the youngest inmate on death row at the time at the Union Correctional Facility. So it was Victorino and Hunter who were sentenced to death for the killings, but those sentences were overturned when the Florida Supreme Court ruled in October of 2016 that the death penalty was unconstitutional in part because it didn't require a unanimous jury vote. And with Victorino and Hunter, they were sentenced to death for four of the six murders, but jurors didn't vote unanimously. The state attorney's office has decided to try again for a death sentence to get a unanimous verdict. So Victorino and Hunter are expected to be resentenced. At one point, when Victorino was on death row, his attorney was asked how he's doing. Death row sucks. Does that answer your question? (laughs) I would think so. But I guess it didn't suck that much because Victorino got married. While in prison in 2009, get this, to a former corrections officer. There's a lot of shenanigans going on there in prison between corrections officers and inmates. And there's a lot of sex flying around. You can also write Victorino if you would like to. His inmate number is 8984-05. That's Troy Victorino at Union CI, Correctional Institution, P.O. Box 1000, Rayford, Florida, 32083, if you want to drop him a line. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, uh, so... I want to leave you now with another crazy 911 call in Florida, this time in Tampa. You might recall my episode 46, Crazy Stressful Job of Florida 911 Dispatchers. I talked with the West Palm Beach Fire Chief Diana Maddie about the stressful job of Florida 911 Dispatchers and crazy calls that they handle. Well, in this case, this 911 call came into the Tampa Dispatch on the night of September 23rd. I just hear, sound like a couple screaming, they're fighting against each other, and I think I just heard somebody say, I dare you to shoot. Does it sound physical? Yeah, there's a lot of jumping, screaming. So, that's Cesar Camacho. He called 911 in Tampa, saying he heard screams from the apartment above him in the Radius Palms complex near USF. That's the University of South Florida, which is in Central Florida, which I don't understand. But anyway, apparently he had just moved to this apartment because in the apartment he was in before there was a shooting and it was domestic in nature. And he's like, oh, my God, I just left one place for another place where there's another domestic shooting going on. So he told the 911 operators, you heard that he heard distinct screams followed by go ahead and an expletive shoot, a freaking dare you to shoot. My fiance looked at me and just kind of questioned, like, did you hear what I heard? 
and uh, we heard somebody say, I dare you to shoot, so. <laughs> to me, it was no questions. It was a situation of domestic violence. Well, Camacho says the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office deputies arrived at the scene in less than five minutes after his 911 call. Let's go! And knocked on the door of his neighbor, Devon Garrett. We just get this loud, you know, bang on the door. I see it's the cops, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So my friend goes out and talks to the cops at first, and uh, they immediately ask him, you know, where, where are the guns at? And he's like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? They're like, uh, we heard there's a domestic dispute, where are the guns at? He's like, no, sir, we're just watching the lightning game. That's Devon Garrett talking with Inside Edition. I yelled out really loud, shoot, shoot. So to Camacho's relief, he overheard the guys telling the police that they were screaming at the hockey game, daring the players to shoot the puck, and that no one had a gun. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the stand. And the Tampa Bay Lightning ended up beating the Dallas Stars, so the cup came to Tampa. All's well that ends well. Well, that wraps up Full Rigor. Check me out on Instagram, Full Rigor Podcast. Give me five stars, and until next time, thanks for listening. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.